Okay, and we're back. We're here at the High Button Podcast where everything makes sense. Our next guest, I'm very excited to have him here all the way from Germany. He was a fan favorite for many years in the Halifax Mooseheads organization. His name goes by Conrad Abelscheiser. Conrad, Conrad excuse me, played in the World Juniors for Germany for three years, I believe. Also having an incredible career here in Halifax playing for the Mooseheads, winning a Memorial Cup and President's Cup. After that, he was drafted by the San Jose Sharks, playing for their AHL team for a bit, also playing for the Chicago Wolves. After that, he moved back to Germany to play professional in his home country, winning a championship recently. So I'm excited to talk to him about that. It's going to be a great podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, sit tight. Here we go. Test. Yeah. All right, we're going. We're here. We're live. Conrad, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um, all, what do you, yeah, first of all, so like, what are you doing back in Halifax? Are you just here for vacation or what's, what's, what's the deal coming back here? Um, it's actually the last leg of my honeymoon. Uh, oh. Yeah, no I got way. married last year and yeah, I mean, as a hockey player, your off seasons are usually pretty short and yeah. couldn't fit a wedding and a honeymoon in. So Jeez. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we went this year and uh, yeah, we went to uh, Hawaii for 12 days and then... Uh, Stopped in uh, Alberta for a wedding, Jeez. and now on the way back to break it up a little bit, uh, we're stopping in Halifax. That's awesome! Congratulations! So, yeah, first congratulations! Of all, that's awesome, man! Thanks. So you met your wife from Halifax? Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, so back when you played here with Halifax. Yeah, in my obviously. my last year with the Mooseheads, uh, I met Erica. Uh, she's from yeah, Cole Harbor. Okay, nice. And that's awesome, yeah. man! It's crazy what hockey will do for you, hey? Yeah. <laughs> and the Halifax all the way girls. across the pond. Mm-hmm. That's wicked, man. So, does she live back in Germany with you? Yeah. Uh, right after. I mean, I played for the Worcester Sharks after. So, you moved there with me. And then uh, wow. all the way to Chicago the, the two years after that. And then to Germany. And that's where we've been for the past three years. Sounds like a beauty to me. Yeah. It sounds like a dedicated <laughs> wife. I love it. That's awesome. I'm pretty sure Marty Firk's girlfriend or wife is from here, too. Uh, she is from BC, I think. Oh, BC. Well, she went but, to school. But she here. went to school here. You also met her. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys coming in, taking here. all the good girls, eh? Yeah. yeah the Mooseheads. <laughs> yeah, the Mooseheads. <laughs> well, anyways, man, it's awesome to have you here. For I'm sure. very excited to talk to you. You're a fan favorite. When I just posted the picture of you, I don't know, two hours ago, when people were messaging me saying they couldn't wait to hear from you. So, um, yeah, I'm excited that you're here, man. You just got back from working out at the new Mooseheads uh, facility. Oh, yeah. Everyone wants to get like a, a tour of there. Maybe you could give the listeners a little insight of what it's like, how the gym is, the, the new facility, and how jealous you are you didn't have it when you played. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, it's pretty cool. Right here, you come in. Uh, yeah, there's a little like hangout spot in the kitchen for the players and <laughs> a huge uh, picture of uh, yeah the boys just celebrating on the bench like after uh, scoring an important goal in the Mem Cup finals and... Oh, as you picture. as you go on, uh, there's uh, a couple pictures of all the first round draft picks and uh, great NHLers that went through this organization. Sick. And yeah, what else? There in the gym, there's a huge picture of uh, of that uh, big group that all just touches the Memorial Cup. It just, I mean, it looks amazing. And when you get in there, like, can't help but getting super pumped and be motivated. And for sure. I mean, just yeah. helped me like lift those weights like nothing. I was like, wow, like <laughs> probably brings back I'm some really good memories, now. eh? Oh yeah. yeah, and I mean, there's tons of good memories about that year. 
I can't even imagine, like, just as a fan, I, I went to a lot of the games and, I'm, you know, the whole city was behind you guys that year. And I can, like, just talking about it makes me excited. I can't even imagine being a part of it, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, just seeing how quick those those tickets went away, like, they were sold within minutes. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, yeah. I mean, we got a great kick out of, like, seeing, like, what people are willing to trade in on Kijiji for some tickets oh, from, man, like, yeah. Summer tires to <laughs> PlayStations, like you'd see anything on there. That's crazy. Oh yeah, I remember that the the championship game. I didn't have tickets, and my neighbor she had season tickets, and her she has like a, an older gentleman, and they couldn't go. They were sick, and they were just like, "You can have the tickets, just mow my lawn." I was like, "Done." So the game you guys won the President's Cup. That game, I was all the way up in the rafters, but I got to go see because I mowed the lawn. So you traded a lawnmower for tickets? Essentially, right? yeah. That's what he's saying. Yeah, lawnmower for tickets. Beautiful. Um, all right, so let, let's get right into it. Um, you came to Halifax at a young age. Um, I don't know, think I'd be able to do it. How old are you, 16 or 15, yeah, 17? Ju just about to turn 17. So you, you're coming over here, you're by yourself, uh, 17 years old, new country, new language, new food, probably new style of hockey. Tell me how you adjusted to that and how long maybe it took you uh, to become comfortable in the city. Um, I mean, I was just so super excited going into it that it was just... I know it was like an adventure. You don't really mm -hmm. think too much about what can go wrong. It's just thinking about what what lies ahead of you. And I don't know. I got here and like from the first day, uh, I felt welcome. Uh, yeah, I got picked up uh, at the airport and got to meet my billets right away and nice. stay with them for four years. Still oh, uh, did you? have good contact with them. They they came to Germany for my wedding. Uh, no way. Yeah, so we're still uh, keeping awesome. in touch and... Yeah, I don't know. You come in the dressing room and players really, they're always excited to see the new European player too and kind of like help you to know it's not easy and yeah, show you around. And I don't know, it made it really easy for me to, to make this feel like home. Sure, it helps when you're like 6'4 or whatever it is. Guys probably tend to make you feel a little more welcome faster, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay, yeah, come on yeah, in. Yeah, they don't want to fuck with you when you're, when you're a little bigger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. I know from the short person perspective, that would be how it is. Hey, how's it going? Good, nice, nice. Okay, come on in. Um, well, what would you say was like the one like culture shock that you dealt with when you moved to Canada for the first time? Like food, I don't know, anything really. Uh, I mean, there were a lot of things. One of the things I learned the hard way was that you can't swear in front of kids. <laughs> <laughs> the hard way. <laughs> well, you can swear in front of kids in Germany? Uh, I don't know. I never <laughs> realized that there was like so much emphasis on not doing it. True, yeah, I guess. I know. Right from the start, it really got into like working in the community because I had so much extra time on my hands and... I remember being at the IWK and just dropping f bombs <laughs> in there, and until someone pulled me aside and like, dude, dude, can't do that. Relax like, a little. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just every time I watch TV, that's all they they seem to say, and they're like, yeah, no, but can't do that with kids present. And kids are all swearing these days, anyways. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, that's do your hilarious. Thing. That's didn't, awesome. Didn't scar me too much, but now I know and uh try to avoid it as much as i can i think we all do as a whole i would say you try to but i mean fuck what could you do right there you <laughs> go for fuck yeah there you go that's good so your billets you like them right off the bat eh? that's a huge key when you move into the billets house for the first time so if you're with them for four years obviously you like them yeah it was a wonderful time and uh right when i came my dad and my brother came with me and they got to meet them and yeah so they could kind of see like what it's going to be like for me so it was not just a they send me off by myself and then uh yeah and then they keep wondering what's going on 
Yeah. Yeah, and with with our farm at home, it was hard for both of my parents to go at the same time. Oh, you have a farm? Yeah, we have a farm in Germany, and all my siblings are younger than me. And at that time, it was not, it wasn't, it wasn't possible for all of them to come at the same time. So, kind of like scattered. I don't know. Yeah. How big's your family? Like, how many siblings do you have? uh, Two brothers and a sister. And so your farm is like obviously would it be like livestock animals and stuff like that like you guys would yeah, work there. Yeah, it's just a, a small dairy farm, not okay. too big, but cool. enough to keep you busy. Yeah, no doubt. And yeah, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, so my dad came with my brother and met the billets, and even uh, one of the exhibition games was in PI, and uh, the whole scouting crew from the Mooseheads took them on the ferry to PI and no, the that's game. Really cool. Like they had a blast. So it's gonna. It would be easy for them to just let you go. Then they know you're in good hands. Exactly. I have a question though. Did you know English before you came here? Like English was a second language at home, or did you completely pick it up while you were here? Um, I mean, in German school, they they take a lot of pride in learning their students English. Mm-hmm. So, kind of had the basis down. I could understand most of it. What helped me a lot was that. Like, my grandma was pretty good, so I knew how to form sentences. It was just a matter of learning more words and picking up more. But if you're already at a point where you can ask, like, what do you mean? And then, yes. like, maybe they can describe it a little bit and you pick it up. And then, I know, just by asking, you learn a few new words every day. And before you know it, within a year, you pick up so much. And, yeah, yeah just snowballs from there. When you first got here, did you go to high school? Or were you obviously not university, right? High school. Yeah, I went to PA for a little bit. How did you find that? <laughs> it yeah. was definitely a different experience. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was fun. It definitely helped me improve my English because I did not just pick up the locker room English. I actually learned some school English too, which yeah, there you really go. helped me. You probably learned some gangster too over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is the schooling system? I know it's kind of off topic, but I want to know what is the schooling system similar in Germany to over here in Canada? Uh, yeah, or is it's it pretty bit, different. Is like, it? You don't really pick your subjects. Like all 13 <laughs> subjects are mandatory for everybody. And you have all 13 of them like every school year. Okay. And Jeez. usually the teachers change the classroom. So you're with the same group like all year. And okay. I know. Is that all the way through? Um, same style? Yeah. I mean, it can be if you, wow. if you have a, I mean, we have different marks, but if you fail two of the 13 classes, you have to do the whole year and the whole 13 classes. If you fail over. two? Yeah. Oh, man. Been fucked. That's harsh. Two? Yeah. So when you came here, then you're switching classes randomly at all times. Were you, or were you just rolling with the hockey boys for the most part? Yeah. Usually they, I mean, they'll try to have a, at least one guy in my class so they can right. kind of show me around. and Makes sense. I know, but I've thought like... I don't know. I thought it was easier to make friends in school in Germany because, like, you know, like, okay, this this is going to be my class. Those 20, 20 kids, yeah. they're going to be with me all year. And you got to get to know everybody of them, even the Shire kids. At and some point, right? At so, some point, yeah. yeah. And they're, like, I feel like it was pretty easy to just, like, fly under the radar, too, and not really talk to anybody in your class because next class uh, there'll be a whole new group of kids yeah it literally might not be one person at all that's in the same class yeah that's crazy it is um growing up in germany playing hockey at a young age it's obviously a canadian staple but here in halifax it's kind of a bigger city and you're coming from a smaller city in germany how did how did you play against teams like was there was there a league when you were younger or did you just have one community team like how did it work uh, over in germany uh yeah my my hometown is not very big but it uh it's known for having a really good hockey program okay and yeah i mean i played there 
from from the start until I left to go play with the Mooseheads. And oh wow, with one organization. Yeah, wow, that's and, cool. And so when whole, did, okay, sorry. You yeah, go. the whole time uh, they're always uh, top tier in Germany, and I mean most of the time like it's more like a local, or I mean local, but Germany is so much smaller. Like even driving from the south of the country to the very north point you'll probably get there in a 12-hour car ride well so. yeah that was my question like did you have to travel a lot to to compete against other teams yeah as we yeah. got older but okay. i mean usually you'd have like i don't know like four or five of those road trips and you're just trying to have two games right away you usually play the same team uh saturday sunday and then go home and usually make it back in time for school on monday okay yeah, cool but you hope not yeah <laughs> please no school monday um, so when you came over here for the Mooseheads and you saw the crowd, you saw the organization, were you overwhelmed when you played in front of 10,000 people for the first time? Yeah, that, that was crazy. That was something that we never had. I mean, usually in our junior games in Germany, it's maybe a couple of friends from school and <laughs> parents, relatives, Jeez. but no actual fans. And then you get there. I mean, it started with the day I got drafted, like... All of a sudden, like all those Facebook friend requests roll in, and Classic. all those messages being like, "We're so excited to have you!" And I'm like, "Wow, like, how many fans do they have?" And yeah. they look it up, and they're like, "See that they play in this big arena, and that they sell out a lot of their nights." And I was mm -hmm. like, "Wow, like that just like fueled the fire more to get ready and train in the summer and be like trying to get ready for the first season." Especially if they love you before they've even seen you, then you're just like, "Okay, if I come in." just somewhat all right they're still gonna love me right that's got to be good for the confidence i'd say talk yeah about we'll I talk mean, about the fan base yeah because everybody everybody that we talk to about the moosehead fan base loves it right like tuesday nights they get you know eight thousand people so yeah snowstorms they still get thousands you know what i mean they just they love it around here it's awesome the cool thing about you is that you went through night and day of the halifax mooseheads you were with the team when they weren't obviously that good and then you were with them when they won a memorial cup so was there any like attitude that was different inside the dressing room through those two years like i remember talking to hardy about how the practices used to be so much more intense like if you missed the pass there would there would be more re repercussions but back when i played with you when we weren't that good you know, pra the practices, well, they were good, but they weren't as high tempo as what Hardy says. Did you notice a difference at all in, the, in I guess, the atmosphere of the team? Yeah. I mean, my first year there, it was still a big step up from what I was used to in Germany. Like, mm. I mean, the level is way, way better. Oh, was it? And okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've really seen it all. I mean, my first year, we were last place team. Seriously. Yeah. And, yeah, four years later, we, we were on top. <laughs> But, yeah, it, I don't know. It was just, like, hard. Like, you kind of, like, get in a groove where, like, you almost, like, feel okay by just losing by one goal. And mm -hmm. you feel like, okay, like, that wasn't too bad. And that's just the wrong thinking. But it kind of, like, crept in as the season went on. And you realized we don't win too many games. That, like, you almost accept the fact. Or you almost, like, you're almost okay by just not getting blown out. And that's just not, not the right way to think and i don't know the last year like we we'd be down two goals going into the third and you five. just realize in the dressing room that there was not a doubt in anybody's mind that we're not going to turn mm -hmm. this game around it's just a little like hey boys let's just pick it up a notch and like get this done and everybody would chip in and it would just yeah go our way it's crazy that you say that because it actually showed on the ice. You know what I mean? Like, it was like you guys weren't getting blown out or anything like that, and you almost deserve to win sometimes, and then you don't. 
But then as the years go on, you can see, like like you said, you go down two goals, and even everyone in the crowd's like, ah, fuck. You know, Nate will score three, or you know what I mean? They're going to come back. There's no big deal. Yeah. So it's kind of, you can see b- both sides, but it's just interesting that you mentioned it like that. Well, the confidence in the dressing room must have just been through the roof. Like you mm-hmm. just said, down by two going into the third. You're just looking at Nate or Drouin and just saying, okay, these guys are going to get us out of it. And even if they didn't get out of it, like there's no there's no chance in hell they're not going to get a shot on net for a rebound for a guy to put it in the back of the net. They just they just made so many things happen. They were incredible junior players. And Still great NHL players. And that's players. just only two guys, right? Like if you yeah. look down the actual lineup of the team, like I'm pretty sure every guy on the team that year had like over 20 points at least. Just well, like the, as a unit. Yeah, the third line was Boudreaux, Ashley, and someone else. And, and Hardy said all of them had 80 points. Yeah. yeah. So super deep. Um, and I was talking to Hardy also about like managing that group of talent. Um, on the back end, on the defensive end, there were six, 60, obviously. Was there any controversy or anything like that on the, on the back end, D end, or it was fine? No, it was great. I mean, yeah. everybody was happy because for everybody winning. when they scored and... I mean, yeah. at that point, like, you just want want to have success with the team and, like, having that goal of the Memorial Cup or winning the President's Cup just was higher than any individual goal and you could really feel that in the team. And yeah, and that must be one of the big reasons that we actually got it done. Yeah. At what point that year did you guys, like, obviously you guys knew you were good. At what point at that year, if you can remember, was it like, okay, we're actually going for this shit now. Like, this is the real deal. We're the team to beat. Yeah, I mean, going into everybody was like, you know, this could be our year, mm-hmm. but I mean, you never know. But like, I mean, as the season went on, like more and more, you know, like, no, like this, this is the real deal. Mm-hmm. Like this, this can be our chance. And yeah, I think like way before Christmas, everyone was like dialed in knowing like, all right, this is going to be it. Like get ready for, for a long season. Freaking right. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, the year before you guys were incredible too, but the season was cut. I don't know who you lost to, but I forget who was that first year. Anyways, uh, but Ramuski, then the next year, come, yeah. was it Ramuski? Yeah, we had a, a huge comeback against Quebec being down uh, oh, yeah. nothing in a series. And oh, then, yeah. Uh, yeah, the round after that, we lost that against Ramuski and Ran out of gas. Yeah. Yeah, that was more it. We just, we were young and didn't have quite that depth yet. And, yeah that series against quebec just like took so much out of us and then like you have that that emotion and that excitement that kind of like pushes you through the first two games Mm -hmm. yeah and then after that kind of like yeah took the wind out of our sails and the other team knows that too that you just battle back from three games you know what i mean so they're going to be coming at your top guys getting it in behind the d and working hard you know what i mean they know that you guys are going to be worn out but that's an incredible feat is to be down three nothing and come back and win like well, against you don't Quebec see many too. teams either yeah, that's an yeah. incredible rink to play in the pepsi center the Colisee. sorry um i noticed when we played together whenever we did off ice training you would always do an extra set after everyone else did you do that on purpose or is that something that it's just you do you do with the uh, i don't know i don't know it's just something that helped me like through my whole career i I just never was like one of the most talented guys and I know once I set my mind to it I was willing to put in the extra work and and just uh, try to get better and I mean I had this dream of becoming a pro pro hockey player after my time with the Mooseheads and I was willing to do anything to to achieve that and yeah if it meant putting in a couple extra yeah uh, yeah I remember I'll tell the story like you know how the the Metro Center you can like run around so it would be, I think we were doing like off ice training and like it was all right, everyone do 10 laps and then everyone would be done. They'd go down, get a Gatorade and Conrad would just do like one or two more extra laps. And I was like, eh, 
I yeah, get it. Okay. You look good. It was, uh, and that's kind of what gave me a little bit of a sense of your character because I didn't know you that well at the time, but that's good. So let's talk about the NHL draft now. So after, did you go to the draft or did you stay home? No, uh, I stayed home. I, I don't know. I think the draft was in LA my year. LA? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it would have been halfway across the world. And it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I mean, my agent told me that the really exciting stuff only happens if you're drafted in the first two rounds and it didn't really look that way. And I know it was fine. I had a barbecue at home with my parents and my siblings and we just followed online and nice. Did they send you a Jersey? Um, I mean the, I think the development camps they have, there are like, like a month or so after the draft. So when I got there, uh, they had a Jersey and and a hat for me and yeah, no, it's pretty cool thing to have. And I still have it hanging in, in, uh, in my room at my parents' house. Oh yeah. I should. I was gonna say I should have asked them to because we usually hang a jersey. I had two moosehead jerseys, so we hung both of them up. But I forgot to ask you if you had a jersey here, any jersey. Uh, it's too late now, obviously, know. but you <laughs> didn't have anything. No, I. Uh, I don't know. I took it all home with me. Yeah. It's honeymoon, and he doesn't bring his jersey with him. Well, I don't know. He yeah. could have been on the ice or something. Are you? <laughs> did you even bring your gear? Oh yeah, you're here on your honeymoon. What am I no, talking about? No, no. I just. I don't know. Just off-house workouts, no no skating for me right now. It's always good to take a little breather, too. Yeah, and as soon as I get back, I'll fly home uh, Sunday and uh, get get to Germany on Monday and then drive right to Salzburg where Red Bull has their big uh, training facility. And we'll have a camp there, a little mini camp for the German guys. Holy shit, so you're right back at it. Yep. Like you said, short off-season. I don't, I don't even really necessarily call it the off-season because for guys like you, obviously for me it's the off-season because I don't do shit, but... <laughs> For you guys, you're always training. You're always on the ice. You know what I mean? It's just not those intense games is the only thing, really, you're taking off. Like, it's not really an off-season in my mind. Oh, well, hockey's a year-round sport, I think, mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I think, I mean, we get three weeks of uh, non-training off time. <laughs> so, with our honeymoon taking four weeks, uh, this week in Halifax is basically like a home training week for me. I got my schedule sent to me and uh, reached out to Cam if I could work out at their facility and... Uh, yeah, get my work done now in the mornings and then uh, during my time here in the afternoon. So what's the training facility like in Germany? You said it's Red Bull or Red Bull what, sorry? Uh, the- yeah, there's like a huge academy like for uh, Red Bull soccer and hockey and uh, the Red Bull team in uh, Salzburg in the first league in Austria and the in Munich where I play, uh, they're close connected. And yeah, I mean, I think they just got a new gym and I think they spent eight or nine million just on this gym and i mean that facility is just crazy like it has like four ice surfaces uh, three soccer uh, uh, fields inside and then another four outside i mean everything you could ask for there's rooms there there's a canteen there where they freshly cook for you all all day around like let's go there yeah, yeah let's go there we'll come meet you there talk about red bull though they'll uh Everything they do is crazy. I just find it so really ironic money. that Red Bull is like the face of all this like fitness thing. Just funny yeah. to me. Obviously, Red Bull gives you wings or whatever it is, but at the end of the day, it just tears you apart. Isn't yeah? <laughs> isn't Red Bull like the main sponsor of you guys? It's on the, your jersey, isn't it? Uh, yeah, they're not actually our sponsor anymore. They're the owners. They own the team. Wow. They own the team. So what's yeah. the name of the team? What's Red, the Red Bull Munich? Red Bull Munich. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, everything they do, they do it right. Like, they don't just say, like, yeah, here's some money. Like, mm-hmm. do do something. Like, 
we we get the best to get ready like for anything like give me an example whatever whatever we need uh, we get like when when our fitness trainer says we need this machine because it's going to help us win games they do it two days later we have it no matter how much that machine would cost or for our physios they say like we need this so our guys can recover quicker wow next day we have it and i mean they they make the travel as easy for us as possible we we fly to a lot of games uh oh (laughs) yeah do you have a lot of local games good care of us is it mostly far away games is it like would you have to travel for the majority of the games um no we have uh i think three teams within like a two-hour drive and yeah, I mean, like, there's not a whole lot of far road trips, but it's just nice to even some teams, instead of having a seven-hour bus ride the day of the game, yeah. we just fly there in the morning, stay the night, and fly back the next morning. Oh, you stay the night? They'll put you up in the hotel? Yeah. Oh, that's... Man, you got a good... That's yeah, incredible. Yeah, no, they, they've taken good care of us. Uh, they, we got nice breakfast at the rink in the morning, <laughs> and yeah always a uh, fridge stacked with the newest ripple flavors of course yeah they have flavors now they, they went oh. organic in fact i heard sugar free i don't know what organic they got means sugar free <laughs> they got organic they got coke they got not red a, bull coke yeah they have probably over there yeah they have a coke they have uh bitter lemon they have uh, <laughs> ginger lemon. ale now a spicy ginger ale uh jesus and there's not much they don't have i can just picture your garage in germany right now packed with bottles of red bull and red Am bull right? swag uh no i mean we have it at the rink all the time so i don't need to actually stack it at home and <laughs> yeah we're, true we're, we're there every day too so if i need to i'll just grab a couple extra cans for home there you go um yeah but they're they're taking good care of us so what's like the rink like that you guys play at like how many people can fit in it i saw the picture when you guys won the championship it was packed but like what's the fan base like over there uh the fan base is pretty good i mean as i don't know like european standard ghosts they're super rowdy like yes, they're like soccer great. fans yeah. Or, yeah i mean we have the big uh, fan block that is just standing seats right behind our goalie and <laughs> they have drums there and they just go nuts all game and like just get the whole rest of the rink to chant with them and yeah <laughs> i mean the atmosphere is great i think it holds six six and a half thousand people that's a good amount and Absolutely. uh yeah for the most part we get that early in the season uh it takes a while for the fans to get into it but uh <laughs> after that they usually sell out and cool i can imagine yeah. the atmosphere you watch something like the spangler cup right it's over in switzerland if i'm not mistaken and it's just it's like an nba game they're they're just pumping music everyone's cheering their shakers going all the time they oh, don't yeah. care who's playing they're just having a wicked time right? oh yeah must be so fun to go out on the ice with that for that kind of shit. Yeah, and the thing I love most about it is like usually when you come out on the ice, like they announce every player individually, and usually the announcer would just say their first name, and the whole stadium chants your last name, and no. it just gets your blood goil, go, uh, boiling like right off the start. Probably a lot easier for them to say your name over there than people over here, hey? Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk about that, going to like some French cities. How do they announce your name? Can you give us some like completely messed up pronunciations i don't know i mean my (laughs) french is awful (laughs) but i mean it it got to the point where i'm like i mean i just introduced myself as conrad and yeah that's easy stick with that yeah even now still when i'm here like i know when we make dinner reservations or something i just don't bother going with my last name having to spell it out three times it takes 14 minutes to spell it yeah (laughs) 
So I'd just be like, yeah, put the reservation, Conrad. I'll, I'm sure we know who, who who they mean. I'm sure when they hear you talk, when you come in, they'll, they'll probably put it together, right? Yeah. They're, they're, they're not saying no to you, that's for sure. When I did the intro here, before you guys got here, I had to do it like eight times because I kept mispronouncing your name. Oh, you can't I, even I think sh- I did it right, but... You can't even I, say Sheldon Surrey. Sheldon Sheldon Surrey. See? Sheldon Surrey. Yeah, well, anyways, he's a bum. Yeah. <laughs> we might get him on the podcast. You can't be... Well, not now. Well, yeah, maybe not. I just, bo- I just sewered us. Um, oh, yeah, so I wanted to talk about... No, no, fuck, where was I? <laughs> I guess we already did talk about your home. Um, yeah, so you're a fan favorite here in Halifax. Community involvement. Um, you said you caught, got caught swearing a couple times at the hospital. Um, <laughs> was there any other like things that you did in Halifax that were uh, memorable, I guess, for community involvement? Because here at the High Button, we're trying to get out into the community more and uh, show the High Button off, I guess. Is there anything that you, you did that uh, you really enjoyed with your time here in Halifax? I mean... Definitely my visits to the IWK were, were uh, yeah, they were so inspiring, really, uh, seeing those little kids uh, battling, like, mm. their diseases and being yeah. so strong. Like, they seemed so much stronger than the parents at times. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's always hard. You go there and obviously you want to be happy and have a good time with them. Uh, but once you leave and you kind of, like, yeah let it all go through your head like what you just saw and like mm-hmm. what's going on there kind of like brings you down but then again like those kids cherish those moments and and it makes them feel like they're healthy and everything's perfect in their world for for a little bit and just having a chance to do that and yeah mm. i mean going there and then actually being known uh may yeah, it's it's a nice feeling, and and the kids have such a good time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I just love doing it, and I couldn't get enough of it. So I tried really spending as much time as I can there, and I actually had the chance to bring the president's cup there before I left, and no uh, way. help out for that uh, telethon they had, and I yeah, that was definitely uh yeah a really nice experience. So that's a good thing, right? Because those kids then they forget for that period of time that you're there, what, what is going on? It's like when you go to the rink, everything else is, is out of your mind. You know what I mean? You're there for that. Same with those kids. I know, and you know, from being a kid around here that the moose heads, you're like, you know, it's different when you get up into your yeah. teens and stuff like that. But when I'm a kid, man, like even just to go down and get an autograph was like the greatest moment ever. Right. So I, I was just picturing it as he was explaining it, how pumped these kids would be. Yeah. Well, that's awesome that you came out and did that. Um, who was the guy? Someone commented on the thing uh, on the Instagram page saying that they loved your community service and you as a hockey player. So I had to make sure I brought that up for that that fan that commented. So um, that was a great answer. So, yeah, the World Cup of Soccer is coming around the corner. Germany, do they have any shot of winning? I really know any, don't know anything about soccer. Do you? Do you? I know we're not that well, great. We are the reigning champions. You guys so won four years ago? I yeah, did know did. that. Oh Jesus! I feel like an idiot. We'll just okay. watch Sports Center. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we have a good chance again. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of good teams out there. Um, yeah, but I mean, it can't help that. I don't yeah, the reigning champs. Yeah. So soccer is obviously big country. in Germany. Did you play soccer as a kid, or was it just hockey? Um, I was one of a very few of my classmates that played hockey. Everybody plays soccer in Germany. It's basically really? like hockey here. Like the complete opposite. Yeah. So like I 
I was kind of like one of the kids like, oh, why are you playing hockey? Like everybody's playing soccer, but just from the minute I played hockey, uh, I knew this was this was my sport and that's what I wanted to do. And I don't know, I had younger siblings too. And yeah, I mean, Did they you, guys, you guys know for sure too how much uh, it takes for parents to drive you around to practices and Fuck games yeah. and how much time it consumes. So yeah. it was like, well, everybody gets to pick one sport like with my siblings. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to... Yeah. So everybody can pick two or three sports, and I'll I'll never get out of the car. Just can't be done. Yeah, and yeah. So how I mean, did you get into hockey then? If everyone's playing soccer and it's mostly a soccer world, what triggers your mind to go? Okay, I want to play hockey. Um. Well, we have a little lake next to our farm. Okay. And oh, nice. Yeah, I I have a huge family. My dad has nine siblings, <laughs> and he's the second youngest. So I have a lot of older cousins, and two of them already played hockey. Okay. And usually, like when the when the pond freezes, like the whole family is out there, and <laughs> yeah, usually my parents or like all the my uncles and them, they kind of play like a curling like game. And yeah, yeah. We kids played hockey, and then I don't know, I had so much fun doing it. And then my cousins' parents were like, you know what, you should come check it out. There's a team in town. They're pretty good. They're yeah. And I went there and I loved it from the first day. Never looked back. Growing up, who were some of your idols that played in the NHL uh, coming up in Germany? Not even Germany, just in the NHL in general. Um, well, I've, I always loved Nicholas Lidstrom. I thought he, I don't know, great defenseman, uh, both sides of the ice, and just a, a good leader, like someone to look up to. And Very calm. I know that's really someone like that I always wanted to be when I, when I play. I uh, like playing offensive, and mm-hmm. I just like... I don't know, leading by example. Yeah. Did you? No, you go. So I was just going to ask you, were you always a big kid or were, did you kind of just like all of a sudden sprout up? Uh, I think I was like average, maybe a little below average until I was like 13. And then like two summers, I just outgrew everybody. And Jesus. Then, <laughs> yeah. But That's usually then how it goes. By the yeah. time I was yeah. like 16 forward, I was always the tallest in my class and yeah. tallest in my friends. That's um, crazy. No, I don't oh, know the oh, feeling. No, you go. Sorry. I want to talk about the different of style of play from Europe and over here in North America. I'm unfamiliar with the style of game um, over in Europe other, th- other than the Spangler Cup. Um, I was wondering if you could give the listeners a little bit of insight to the different style of game uh, from over there to here. I mean, since, since the European ice uh, is a little bigger, like yeah. the, uh, the Olympic ice, um, you usually hold on to the puck a little longer, like, especially we in munich we play a real uh, puck possession game mm-hmm. so like we we'd rather bring the puck back than uh giving it away or chipping it out so like so you don't dump the puck you'd like just rarely unless like, you yeah. have someone going with speed and you know for sure that your guy's gonna be the first one on it or at least uh right on the demon uh you usually don't sometimes we'll bring it back mm. in the neutral zone bring it back to the d forwards come back get some speed and we'll just try again until we get in and see, my dad used to say that too. He'd be like, and this is crazy because he was almost advanced in the game without actually playing. He would say, you guys work your ass off to get the puck. You have the puck and then you come out and someone's offside. So you just dump it back in and give it to them. He's like, why don't people just go back? And that's what everybody does these days. It's a puck possession game. So they come back, you let your wingers swing. You know what I mean? You get them in good position and then you break out in the neutral zone or just inside your zone instead of just giving mm-hmm. it to them and then going on the defense again. Because if you have it, they're not scoring. Yeah. Well, it does make sense. Yeah. And that's it's. I find it more and more and more and more common nowadays, like with the drop passes and everything, right? If you don't have your guys in full swing, then they just drop it back. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I feel like my first year's pro over here, like in the American League, I thought it was like 
lot of dump and chase and <laughs> chipping it out of your zone and yeah i don't know and i mean i like to get creative i like mm. sometimes i like to like to walk the line a little bit between risky and safe play <laughs> but, but that's what Don't keeps it interesting and <laughs> yeah, makes fun. Yeah. yeah that's good um <laughs> yeah what was i gonna say so you, you find you got hit a lot more here then once you came over to play like in halifax and stuff like that obviously the rinks are smaller and it's more of like a i guess crash and bang hockey i guess more or less obviously i don't know from experience but i assume that it's a little rougher around here oh yeah like yeah. a lot rougher uh I don't know I, I was shocked when I saw the first. I mean, it was like uh, I don't know red against blue in training. Like within like ten minutes, we had two or three fights, and Probably I was like, warns. "Geez, where where did I end up?" Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think we ever had a fight in my junior days in Germany, and even in the pros, it's it's rare. Like I mean, mm. they are there, but yeah. you wouldn't see them. I don't know, maybe like to put a number on it, like every like 10 games or so maybe someone just loses their mind yeah, yeah. but yeah did and you then, ever fight i was just gonna ask that uh not in junior not I mean, junior? I had, like something more like a little wrestle kind of thing but <laughs> no actual like drop your gloves square off and get at it i had well, two fights in pro in american league but that's about it. You I'd, do well. You got like the lanky arms. You're tall. You could ragdoll some people. Do you just call his arms lanky? Well, well you got lanky here? arms. Like they're well, they're Those long lanky arms. arms. If you have long arms, they're <laughs> lanky arms. That's I just that's assume my. that the big like bigger guys always had to fight. And maybe that's just the era that we grew up playing in. But I remember Cameron played with us. He's six six, and he wasn't a fighter. But everyone just assumed he was a fighter because he was huge. You know, he didn't matter how much skill they had. Yeah, I felt pushed a little bit my time in Worcester I felt like that's what the coach wanted for me mm -hmm. and it's really? just something that I don't I mean I'll, I would if I really have to like mm -hmm. to stick up for a teammate yeah but it's not something that I would enjoy and I don't know it's not a part of a game that I really love absolutely and yeah. I don't know it's just I don't know I just don't enjoy it I mean there's guys that do it, and I'm sure I get fired up too when I see one of my teammates uh, throwing throwing their fists around. But yeah, it's just not for me. So then you're obviously one of the people that want to see fighting stay in hockey, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. it, it is part. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I I there's parts of the game where it needs where there's fights needed. Yep. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of the fights that you kind of know happen before the game already just oh, yeah, opening stay, puck stay drop stuff. yeah stuff like, like that yeah yeah i'm not not a big fan of those i mean sure they're super entertaining for the fans but i mean even look looking at that now like how many guys that uh, had so many uh hits to their head and so many punches to their head that struggle with concussion and mm. and yeah. stuff i feel like you know those those, those <coughs> would be situations that could just be avoided mm-hmm I agree with sticking up for the teammates. I was never a fighter. I, I got fought more than anything. Um, but I like you need to have someone to protect your best guys. Like you look at a guy like Gretzky, he skated around carefree because it wasn't that the the goon on his team was going around killing people for no reason. It was you just knew that if you fucked around, he was coming for you and then he was coming for your best player, right? So but a lot of the times there was no fights because nothing happened because those guys were on the ice. So that's I was, where I yeah. that's where I think that, that you know, I agree with you with the staging fight. I mean, obviously, I like fighting and stuff like that, but it's 
Sometimes it's just like, come on, you know. I always thought Trey was great on your team for that. He wasn't a guy that would do a stage fight, nope. but he was an intimidation factor. Remember the fight in Bakemo where he fought two guys behind the net? I'm Three pretty guys. sure you were in that scrum. Three guys. Yeah. You were in that scrum, weren't you? Yeah. On the ice? Yeah, I mean, they, they ran out goalie. And, I Earlier, mean, that's yeah. that's one of the things, like, even if the ref gives them two minutes for goalie interference or something, that's not nearly enough for, no. for a guy taking out, like, our number one goalie, like, in the finals, like, yeah. You so want to send a message then and being like, try that again and I'll I'll break your face, you know. And, <laughs> Just and don't Trey give made a chance to. Trey made sure that they know that there was no screwing around with us. Like you touch our goalie, like you know what's gonna happen to you. Everybody loved Trey for that man. He was. I mean, I didn't even know him at the time, but just what, like he made, he made me feel safe in the rink just knowing that if I was getting fucked with, he'd probably come up and, and yeah. jump in, you know. Yeah. So that's gotta and be. That's the kind of guy he is too. He'd stick up for anybody, mm -hmm. like. Yeah, and yeah, that's why he was such a good captain for us and such a big asset too. Well, speaking of Trey, he's going Cousner. You know Brad Cousner. They're yeah. going. They're playing in France next France, year. Yeah, yeah I in heard the professional that. league. So oh. maybe you should give him a call and give him some advice about what uh, what to expect over there. Yeah, they definitely should step by, uh, stop by in Germany. It's not too far away. No, I mean it's not. really thinking about it. I always say that, like, I mean, there in France, it's just like driving to Cape Breton. You'd be in Germany, like, yeah. Jeez, man, I'd probably much rather go to Germany drive, than Cape yeah. Breton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's like when you go over there, the transportation's so cheap that you get on the train for like ten euros, and you're in a different country. As soon as you get there, the getting there is the expensive part, but getting around is so cheap. You can get anywhere. I have a question about your hometown. Now, now that you've played here, do you find that there's a few more people over in your hometown that know what the Mooseheads are? And Halifax in general, I guess. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my hometown falling closely. I mean, obviously, they were super proud of me, too. That's sweet. That's and, awesome. Uh, I just went out for dinner with uh, with my old uh, doctor that did the uh, doctor for the, for the junior team and one of the, yeah, some other guys that worked for my junior teams, like voluntarily, and I uh, took him out for dinner and... <sighs> And two and one of them were still wearing the Mooseheads hat. I brought them when I came back no after my way. first year. Like, <laughs> That's no, awesome, I mean, man. I still have friends. My my brother still wears my Mooseheads jersey to my Red Bull Munich games because he just loves that jersey so much. It's a beautiful jersey, man. Yeah. It's a great. It's so unique. The moose. And the I H. love I love seeing all the fans at the Metro Center. I call it the Metro Center, and so do you. Just like with the old names, and then all of a sudden you'll see one, and you'll be like, oh, my God, yeah. I see your name a lot, Ferk, obviously McKinnon, and Drew Ann and Fucali. That's a no-brainer. And all the guys, mostly the guys that went on to play, like, pro and stuff like that, man, the crowd is just littered with their jerseys. You'll I'll see one off in one for you. Games. Oh, yeah. Moosehead jerseys. Yeah. It's an iconic jersey. Yeah, and that logo, it just, it just jumps out of you, right? Like, mm -hmm. jumps right out of the crowd, and you know, yeah. like, yeah. And it's been the same That's since the beginning of, of time. Guys. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't changed it. Well, why would Actually, they? Actually, no. One year, they went to just Halifax. They wrote. It was cursive, remember? Yeah, that was just third jersey, though. Oh, so they always had the actual yeah. moose head, did they? I don't know. Let's talk about this kid that went 10th tenth overall Ninth, to the moose head. Ninth overall? Something like that. Some, first, round. first round. First, first, first round. round. Yeah. 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 First round. First round. Yeah. Uh, from your hometown. <laughs> like, let's. Uh, and you said that his father, you're a huge fan of his father. Like, talk about the connection. Yeah. I mean, around the time when I started hockey... Uh, uh, Sam Dubé's father, Yannick Dubé, played for Batolts in the second league. And That's I know crazy. he was a super skilled uh, forward. And he just, I don't know, the hands, like he, he had it all. And I just mm. loved watching him. And he, he was my hero. And from that day on, I was like, I want to wear number 16. 
So all through my juniors in Germany, I wore 16. That's so cool. When I got here, uh, Travis Randall was already wearing them. So uh, I picked number 10. But as soon as I got back to Germany, I went back to my number 16. And yeah. Do you think that he, have you ever told him that before? Do you think if he heard this now, it'd be the first time that he knew that you picked your number from him? I don't, I mean, I know that maybe the dad knows. I don't know if uh, the, if Samuel knows. Have you talked to Samuel before? Um, I mean, I've seen him around. I actually did some power skating with his dad before. And um, yeah, I mean, he's he played in, in my hometown for like most of his career. That's but, crazy. Talk about a full circle coming around. Yeah. Like your idol, now his son is playing for the Mooseheads. Yeah. Full circle. From your hometown. It's not like they grew up here. Yeah. Yeah. You know? All the way yeah, across the other side crazy. of the world. And as soon as I saw him getting drafted, I reached out to him and I'm like, Dude, you couldn't have gotten a better organization mm-hmm. to play for. And, yeah, he's pretty excited. And I think as uh, soon as I get home, I'll meet up with him and tell him all about it, answer all his questions. Yeah, I was going to say, if you have any advice to give him, what, what are you going to say to him uh, about coming over here? I mean, I don't think there, there's, there's too much, much to, say. to say. I mean, he'll, he'll get here and I know yeah. that uh, the Musets will take great care of mm. him just as they did with me and all the other players. Yeah. No, it's really just about having fun. Maybe, yeah, maybe just like giving the parents a little peace of mind. I mean, obviously, Yannick Dubé played for for a team in the Q2, so he knows what it's all about. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's always nice for the mothers to hear that yeah. someone's been there and had a great experience and it's been good for them. And no, I'm sure I'm sure it's going to be a great factor for the Mooseheads as they host the Mora Cup this year. Oh, yeah. Are you going to be coming back at all for that if they, this year when they host? Uh, I'm planning on it. Nice. Uh, I hope uh, that a lot of the guys uh, come back for that and maybe we'll have a little reunion going That'd right cool. around that time. Yeah, yeah, Hardy said that he tweeted out reunion party as soon as it was announced. So apparently they're trying to get something together. We're going to get tickets and try and go too, maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe run into you boys and we'll film the reunion, no? There you go. Yeah. Film it. Right? Have you, ever, you can keep. have you ever played in the Spangler Cup? No. I heard uh, that's a party. I'd love to go yeah. watch that. Or I mean, even if you want to play in it, sure. Yeah. But. I mean, Davos is, is a really cool city. I think it's uh, one of the highest cities in Switzerland, too. Oh. They have a super cool arena with, like, this mm. wooden beam roof. and It's iconic. Yeah. It, oh, mean, it's in one It's in they the same hold city? It in, yeah, every yeah. year. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. That's and their thing. Yeah, but it's an imitational tournament, and usually they only have maybe one German team going every year. And it's such a prestigious tournament that the teams that get invited, they usually want to go there and not let anybody else go. True. What do you mean? I don't understand Well, like that. if well, his they, team gets invited, then you want it to be just your team instead of three other teams from Germany too. Right? Oh, so, so it's just kind of like... Well, so it's not an all-star a, team from Germany? That, no, they oh. usually have one of the German teams go. I think they mm-hmm. have a Czech team and from yeah, the the Team Canada. And yeah, the Swiss Davos team is playing. See, because Canada picks just their players from over there and makes a team, right? Whereas the European teams take a team from their leagues. You See, know I, I mean? didn't know that. I yeah. thought each team over there picked just an all-star team to represent Germany or... No, okay. no, it's just their the actual league team. So what about, could your team potentially be there one day? Or is there one team in Germany I mean, that's... I mean, there is a chance, but mm-hmm. uh, I think it's Nuremberg that's going this year. And I mean, usually those teams, they go there, they have a blast, and they tell them, like, we want to be there next yeah. year. Yeah. We had so much fun, and yeah. usually they don't pass up on that chance to go. I'd love to go and just watch and just party. 
I heard great things about it just outside of the like the players are out having a good time yeah. talking to the locals just well, a great time switzerland man it's apparently one of the nicest places on on earth i, I wouldn't know but. have you so you've been to switzerland yeah you like I played it in a tur- uh, not in a tournament but in in that rink before like we had a tournament with the under 18 or under 20 team not sure anymore okay too many and teams eh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was looking at your hockey db or elite prospect the teams you've played for holy smokes you've been places you got to world, play world juniors Three times you were at the World Juniors, right? Yeah. Wow. Only one of them was like the the big World Junior tournament, as you guys know it. Oh, the one. right. Yeah. What? Well, the teams well, get relegated yeah. and stuff, right? So they go down division. So like only oh, the yeah. top tier teams play for the World Juniors, essentially. But when you went there, did you got defenseman of the tournament. That was uh, the one in Germany, my last one. Yeah. But that was the like like the Division Two tournament where we got. Yeah, we won it, and so the year after me, they got to play in the big tournament again. Because of you guys. Yeah. I don't know. See, I'm a big fan of the World Juniors. Like, World Juniors, and I know a lot of people are around here. It's like, I mean, people get pissed off if Canada doesn't win around here. Like, it's it's insane. And just to imagine playing, like, even now at 26, I'm like, man, I would kill to play World Juniors, right? It's such a big stage. So that's really cool, man. I don't even think I've met anybody that's played World Juniors. So, yeah. So, thank you. Be proud of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a lot of pressure on those Canadian players. I always wonder that. I mean, like... Mm. When Fukali comes here, we'll pepper him with questions about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> oh, yeah. seeing, like, that uh, when they... Like, weeks before they announced the roster, that's all you hear on TSN being like, oh, this guy has a shot of making it. Oh, this would be a great asset. That's it. I mean, a year before they're talking... As soon as the tournament's over, it's like, all right, who's up next year? And the, <laughs> thing, the thing people fail to realize is that these kids are kids, man. They're 15 and 16. If they, like, if they lose or... Someone has a shitty game, man. People just fucking shred them. And it's like, them. I get it. You're hiding behind your keyboard. You were pissed off and loaded that we lost. Like, But they're fucking kids, man. Like, yeah. Would you ream your son out for 15 years old? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he had a yeah. tough game. Like, come on. These kids are looked at, they're looked upon as professionals in every sport, even basketball, soccer, yeah. everywhere. They're just looked upon as professionals at a young age. Um, we got like 10 more minutes left here to run up on an hour. I want to talk about your championship uh your championship run that you guys won over in Germany last year. Um, tell me about that. that. Was it your first year pro or second year pro when you uh, won? Um, well, it's my third year in Munich, and we won the championship all three years. All three years? Yeah. Oh, so like oh that's a bad back. one on my part. That's a bad one on my up, part. Yeah, <laughs> I'll shut up for this He's one. He's like, which one do you want me to tell you about? Yeah. <laughs> well, we, I was looking at Take the pictures. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, tell me which one was the most memorable, and how did that go? I mean, uh, they're all memor- They're all memorable. Yeah, they were all special. Uh, I mean, the first one was tough because uh, I tore my meniscus to practice before game one of the uh, finals. So I had surgery and I missed. I missed the finals. So that was that was tough. But oh, man. then it made the the second one even sweeter. Like just, I mean, you feel part of it, but somehow you're just not, it's not quite same. satisfied. It's not like same. you won it, but you weren't on the ice the last minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And and I needed that, and it kind of like fueled me to like work harder and be ready for the season after. And, and then you get no that chance. was probably my best season yet. I. Uh, Ended up winning the defenseman of the year in the league. Uh, yeah, we tore through the regular season and then, uh, yeah, really like went through in the playoffs too and won our second second title. That was 
probably the most memorial year other than winning the memorial cup that that was amazing too but <laughs> yeah other than that that was probably my my most fun year i had and then this year uh yeah, we're going for the three-peat, and, and you did it. yeah, I mean, a lot of people doubted us at, at the start, but I know we got right into the groove. We we got to keep a lot of our players, and that's key. Yeah, and really, like, from gate one, just, yeah. That's not an through. easy thing to do, a three-peat, man. Like, think about it. You win one year, every team comes to play every single night against you guys the next year. Then you win it again, then teams just start to get pissed off. They're like... We got to beat them. We got to beat them. And then the third year you win it and you're just like, fuck you, you know? That's incredible. You guys yeah. suck. I mean, the third year was pretty awesome because the finals went all the way to game seven. So <sighs> it was a pretty cool series. We lost game one, then won three in a row, <laughs> and then lost two again, and then oh. going home for game seven. Yeah, you wanted to win it at home anyways. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So how is it the same setup in the playoffs over there as it would be here, like – like the first round, second round, and finals? Is it three rounds, or is it like a tournament style? Or Yeah, it's three rounds, yeah. best of seven. Uh, the only thing that's different is kind of like a pre-playoff thing. So uh, the first six make it automatically. Mm -hmm. okay. And then basically, like, seven's going to play against 12, and eighth again. I don't know, that doesn't make yeah, sense. The, Almost the, like the NHL. The bracket, no yeah. yeah. But like, <laughs> they kind of like play out the last spot. You know, I like see what the, you're saying. The it's like the mini series. The seventh and eighth gonna play against the ninth and tenth. That's right. what I'm trying to say. And they play a little like best of three series for those two remaining spots in the to playoffs. get back, to get in. Right. So four teams start on like it's like the mini series kind of okay. here, right? Yeah. So like four teams start and two make it through. So you don't want to finish in the bottom two teams, and then you then you have to play that series just to get in. To the playoffs. No, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Is that, is that, is that That's correct? exactly, yeah. Okay, cool. But the final final series, Game 7, they're all Game 7 yeah. after that first after little mini-series. Yeah. Cool. Deadly. That's interesting. Three in a row. Could you guys four-peat this year? Do you guys have the same team coming back? Um, I don't want to jinx anything. We actually have a, a, quite a big change in our team this year. We Ooh. had a couple of guys retiring off age. I mean, not a bad way to end your career after <laughs> no. a three-peat. Of course not. And... Then actually, uh, since the German team was so successful in, in the Olympics, winning the silver medal, uh, a couple of uh, guys got a chance in the NHL now. Wow. Sign a entry levels. Crazy. That's cool. So, uh, yeah, we're losing two players to that. And, yeah, I mean, there's always a couple of changes, but it's a couple more than we first thought. Yeah. In a good way. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's always we always love seeing teammates succeed. And Absolutely. Like, I mean, fulfilling their dream of maybe playing in the NHL. So, yeah, there's going to be a change. But, I mean, it's also excited. Uh, after winning three, it's always nice to get some fresh guys in that yeah. haven't won it, that are really, really hungry. Yeah, horned up. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's just something you can feel in the dressing room too. Like, yeah. I mean, having a, like when you won it, you want to win again because it feels so great. Mm -hmm. But having some, some guys in there that just, are so hungry for their first championship yeah. kind of like keeps you, in, you keeps you too. inspired too right exactly yeah so you guys need a fourth line penalty killer or because i'm <laughs> i'm pretty out of shape but i can block shots <laughs> i'll give, I'll you, give, man, I'll give our guy. coach a call see what he can do he'll put a puck and he'll take a puck to the face there i don't know if i'll get across the, the, the border though but we're good we'll give her a shot it sounds like you can play the european style of game just don't dump it just wing, wing well, i'm it fast back. i just don't like to fight and hit so european <laughs> styles was is built for me you can just go in a suitcase you get over there with them <laughs> what's the fuck's that supposed to be? <laughs> right on um 
Yeah, I'd say let's wrap it up there. Unless you have anything else to say. If you have fans, friends, uh, family, you want to give them a shout out, go ahead. Mm. People at the end like to say hi. Should I just scream, go, moose, go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. F- feel free. Feel free. Go, moose, go. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to love that. Um, yeah, if you come back uh, for the Mem Cup, jump on the podcast again. Love to talk mm-hmm. to you. Um, I guess your season, would your season be over by the time the Memorial Cup is yeah, next year? Yeah, no, I already like looked it all up. Even, yeah, you got your butt even like uh, if we make it game seven finals and play in the world championships, uh, You'll still be here. And make it to the finals in the world championships. Yeah. I'd still make it in time for like the f- last two or three games of the round robin. So <laughs> talk I'm about talk- the dedication. I was just gonna say priorities, Mach, eh? That's yeah. fucking sick. All right, man. Well thank you. Uh thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Um everyone that's listening, I appreciate the support. Once again. Once again. Follow the uh social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes. I got it all. Yeah, I don't know. Like, share, dislike. I like, don't know. share, comment. Yeah. Do you That's have any social media you want to plug, Conrad? Say, follow your Instagram. Sure, my Instagram or <laughs> I have a Facebook page. Uh, always welcome to uh, like it, comment, drop a message if you have any questions. Not the fastest to reply, but usually, <laughs> eventually, I get to it and get it done. Beautiful. There you go. Give him a show. See if you can spell his name. Yeah, good luck. All right, once again, appreciate it. We're out. Love you guys. Peace.